It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Microphone on. All right, we're ready to rock. Here we go. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani, and you're listening, of course, to the final edition of Keep It Magic for 2012, the final edition. Can you all believe it? It's only three days away from the end of the world, so I hope that you all are joining us in our <laughs> celebration of the end of life as it is, if you kind of believe those sort of things. I don't, but if you do believe those things, we appreciate your opinion, like always, um, here on uh, Keep It Magic. And we appreciate them, although we don't share them. Yeah, although that we don't share them, we do appreciate people's have the rights of their brand of crazy. I know I have my own, so um, we do, ex- you know, totally accept everybody else's brand of crazy as well. Um, we have a great show um, lined up for you guys. Jackie is going to tell us about her latest little um, adventure on the Rainbow Tour, and then we're going to be talking about uh, the incident in Connecticut for a little bit. Um, in the spiritual dimensions of it, we've seen a lot of stuff in regards to who is to blame and who's not to blame, and is it the NRA, is it mental health? Jackie and I are going to tell you what it's really about. That's right, we are. So you'll have to hang on in there. And then in the last half hour, Jackie and I, of course, will do the final part of our seven steps from poverty to prosperity spell. And by the way, if you all did not notice, I am suffering from puberty. My voice is getting deeper. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, I'm 42. Shouldn't this have happened at 13? Well, you know, you're getting your due then. Yeah, I'm. You know, by by the end of season two, I'm going to be sounding like this. Y'all are going to think I'm Barry White. (laughs) Barry White doesn't have a southern accent. Oh, y'all are going to think I'm Barry White. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't know. Or Wolfman okay. Jack, you know, I mean, somebody, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Wolfman Jack with a Crowley voice. Yeah. yeah. So, so, hey, Storm, how the hell are you? I'm fine. I'm, uh, besides uh, my puberty, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've been out of, I've been out of the loop, out of commission, not out of commission, but out of the loop for, for a little bit now. As, uh, uh, when I go into a conference like that, I'm working. I'm working and I don't turn on the television. I don't. I, I'm usually, by the time I get back to my hotel room, I'm usually falling asleep as I put the key in the door. So, Well, it's kind of interesting that every time that you're at a conference, something major happens in the world. I, I have noticed that. Um, One year you were at a conference when Osama bin Laden was killed. Right. Um, uh, let's see. Another one you were at a concert or, or a... Um, uh, there was like a big storm or a big fire or something. Yeah, and there was also the Virginia Tech shooting. Yes, I was at a conference. conference. 
Well, considering the fact that out of the past 15 months, 12, 14 months, I've been traveling 13 of them. Yeah, that's a lot of events. That's a lot of events. It's a lot of places that I've gone to. And I, I don't have um, anything scheduled so far yet uh, for 2013. And I'm I'm being really um, particular just because as my daughter gets older, she needs me more, ironically. Um, but that's okay. Um, and uh, there are a lot of us. There are a lot of us. I love them. I absolutely love them. But here's my life is on the day... So three days before, because I usually end up leaving on a Wednesday or Thursday. So three days before, I'm working like triple time. Yeah. And then I'm traveling, and then I'm working for three days, four days, well, four days straight, and then I'm traveling, and then I'm working triple time. So, uh, <laughs> so it's like I know, a, and a, I rarely hear from you when you're in that crazy energy. I know. It's like what I, you know, it's like I do, um, well, one, two, three and a half weeks worth of work in two weeks. So it's just what needs to happen. And and so, yeah, after a while, you're like, oh, I, I think this morning as I'm getting ready to go to work, I look at my husband and go, what is today and what is the date and what is the time? Because <laughs> I need to get grounded in the moment. Yeah. Um, but, so, so are you going to do less events in 2013? Yeah, I'm going to do more online events. And I, I, I know you and I have um, some things we want to work on. But here's the thing about um, 2013, and I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people about it. I was going to ask you about it astrologically as well as what's going astrologically, what's going on astrologically now. Um, but I'm, as people I'm talking to, they're really um, their goals are about making what's right in front of them work, or um, making their life work as is, or so there was a lot of expansion in 2012, right? Yeah. People were hurrying up just in case the world did end to get things taken care of or expand or grow or hit goals. And so I'm seeing a little shrinking down of, of we got to make what we have work. Yeah. Does that fit into the astrological forecast you have for that? 2013 is going to be an interesting year. Um, we still have Uranus and Pluto, which are going to be making three squares in 2013, which is um, a lot about people focusing on themselves and what they want out of their lives. And at the same time, yep. um, government um, uh, being forced into changing to fit um, a modern-day society. Um, I was just saying that, yep. The other thing that is going to happen is that Jupiter in 2013, is going to move out of Gemini, which is about the mind, and into Cancer, which is about family roots. So I think that what you're going to see is in a line with what you were saying, because I think that people are going to go more into their family systems and more into their um, their tight-knit groups, um, rather than being so um, exposed to uh, the outer environment, which has been going on for the past decade, basically. So this is the beginning of a particular process of a shift inward um, that is happening in 2012. You also have three planets, which will be in water sign houses. And that means? Jupiter will be in Cancer. Saturn will be in Scorpio. And um, Neptune will be in its own sign of Pisces. Um, 
Neptune has to do with redemption. It has to do with purging um, old um, uh, forms or old images. Um, because Neptune always comes up through imagery, fashion, music, um, uh, movies that are on television. Um, and it's really going to be more of a period of really going to those particular roots. Um, and I think that what we're going to begin to see is that purging of um, our very, very focus um, on uh, the outer world and outer society um, and, uh, you know, social networking. My feeling here in 2013 is that it'll peak um, yeah. I think that there will begin to be a decline in the interest in social media. Um, uh, it is interesting that as I was looking at um, stuff for the show today and going through news feeds and stuff like that, like, like I always do, um, I noticed that Instagram um, has now changed its terms of services. And if you place, and this was from a reputable source, CNET, um, if you place images now on Instagram, Instagram, Instagram can now sell your images, and you can't opt out of it. Wow. So, you know, I think that basically what you're going to begin to see, Jackie, is people looking at social media in a much different um, perspective than they have before. My personal opinion, Facebook is the biggest data mining website <laughs> yep. on the planet. Um, and uh, I think that a lot of people are really going to be um, moving away from let's throw everything out there into the world um, and moving more back into uh, uh, areas of their lives that matter more to them a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say this because I've been doing some digging myself over the past um, couple weeks about what's trending for 2013 um, as I'm looking at my own marketing plan for Coventry, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Everything I read had the word um, detoxing, toxic, antioxidants, all that stuff in it. Everything is about um, finding a moment of peace, detoxing from all of the electronic noise that's in your life, um, um, finding that quiet time. Mm -hmm. Social consciousness, consciousness, marketing consciousness in in general. Mm -hmm. Um, All the colors, the the fabric are 70s, very busy 70s prints. And then um, ethnic celebration, meaning that people celebrating their ethnic origins and lots of ethnic prints. Well, so in many ways, all of that water, Jackie, has to do with purification. Yeah. Um, oh, it yeah. has to do with removing, um, quote-unquote, sin um, from the outer world um, uh, out of the inner life, basically. And I think that right. you're going to see an enormous amount of this. And I think that it's it's interesting because a lot of the blogs that are going out right now about social media is actually about detoxing from social media. You're seeing more people, uh, Gabrielle Bernstein, for example, who was on um, Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Um, she, uh, Oprah asked her question with, how do you deal with, um, with Internet haters? And she says, I deal with it very, very simply. She goes, 
forgive and delete. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of blogs out. Um, uh, uh, a blog from um, my uh, uh, blog teacher, Derek Halpern, um, I took his blog that converts course. Um, his response to dealing with Internet haters um, uh, is just simply ignore and block. Um, you know, so basically, a lot of these particular things in regards to uh, um, how to, whether it be anesthetize or whether to purify yourself or in, uh, uh, or, or how to tune out all of that particular negative noise, um, is starting to come to the surface. I think that people are just kind of um, uh, bottoming out on social media. I agree with you. Um, whereas back in the day when it was first around and we were first farming <laughs> on Facebook with our with our what is it the what was it the farming program or whatever Farmville Farmville and you'd be on there several times a day just to make sure you farm. And now I I haven't been on Facebook um, in in several days. And I I uh, yep. So. One of the things that um, the other thing that's interesting with the tr- what's trending as far as um, where people who are cutting deals with with um, documentaries et cetera is peace and the cost of war. Mm-hmm. Um, that's there's at least five of them coming out in the first half of 2013. So you know if that, there's five, there's going to be a lot more. And also that um, a, a generic type of spirituality is becoming the norm rather than the exception. Yes. Um, and and uh, green consciousness is becoming um, the norm rather than the exception. And you can't you can't phone the, the green consciousness in anymore. Like you can just call something organic and call it a day where people are very savvy. So I find that that completely connects with everything that you said about astrologically what's going on. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a very very interesting year. Um, in the tarot, it's gonna be a year six, okay, which is the mean? lovers card. And the okay. lovers card really has a lot to do with um, even though we have a tendency to attach it to love, um, uh, it really has to do with choices. And one of the interesting things about the lovers card is that, and it's one of the reasons why I think that the particular choices that we make, not only as a group, but as a collective in um, 2013, has to do with when you make a choice and or a decision, the other options are now cut off for you. Um, uh, And basically, because of that, I get the feeling as though that people are going to start looking at healthier choices and um, um, healthier paradigms, basically, uh, to look at rather than what has not really worked over the past several years. Interesting. Um, now, we, so we're looking at what's going on in 2013. But, but what's astrologically going on right now? Because we have a couple of tragedies in, in the news, and we'll talk about those later, but... I'm watching people, even before this craziness that happened on Friday, um, I, I'm watching people really kind of, some people melt down, some people, crazy dreams have been going on the past couple of days. Um, uh, people have come to a limit mm-hmm. on what they can deal with or what, um, 
or realizing their own limitations or realizing their own lies mm-hmm. they've been telling themselves. So um, what's going on now astrologically? Kabbalistically, let me start there first. Ooh, ooh, you know you got me at that word. Um, we're not in Kabbalistically, which is based on a lunar calendar, not a solar one. Um, we moved into on Sunday or Saturday evening. We moved into the sign of Capricorn, and so we moved out of that. Oh, everything in life is wonderful and good cheer to men, and let's be all fun and dandy into Capricorn, which is a much more materialistic sign. It has much more to do with the physical world. Um, Its ruler is um, uh, the farthest out. Saturn is the farthest out of the, uh, of what is called the inner planets. Okay. Um, uh, And it's kind of the barrier between our reality and the collective, which is Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Eris. Um, And basically what is starting to happen is that people are starting to feel the frustrating pressures of the holiday season. Um, They're starting to feel the material demands of the holiday season. Um, Also, it is a point in which we're needing to look more at, and it fits totally into the Scrooge story, um, how much of our life is, you know, there's Marley's chains. How much of our lives are changed by ledgers and locks, you know, locks and um, bank accounts and uh, the whole material reality. So when you go into that dense material reality, okay, um, of course, it's also the sign of depression. Um, So the reality of life, Jackie, ends up being what people end up being forced to look at. Forced to look at reality, yep. Yeah, In in a hard way. I have to I have to agree with you because I think, um, and so when you have to do that, it shakes you up. When you have to get real, you have to get real. You have to face that reality of the the lies that you've been telling yourself, or the fears you've been working with, or the or the cloak you've been working under. Um, uh, it's it's uh it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard when you come to that reality and. Um, and then we have, well, that moved in on Saturday, and then Friday there's the craziness in China, and then and then the craziness in the shooting in, in Connecticut. Was that part of that shift of the moving of the sign? No, I think that that shift has to do with Uranus going direct, and also the Uranus-Pluto um, energy that's out there. Um, Uranus and Pluto is a pretty interesting um aspects, because in order for structures to be torn down, governmental structures, um, which is going to happen until the 2020s, um, we're going to have to come face-to-face with a lot of human horrors, that's horror, not horrors, Um, uh, a lot of human horrors that we as a culture tend to ignore and look at, which we will talk about in the next um, half hour. But you have to have those in order to uh, start to begin to make changes and start to begin to um, move 
out of this reality that if you just ignore it long enough, it'll go away. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. It, um, it was really weird being at the um, Between the Worlds conference. Oh, by the way, I want to give a shout-out to David Salzberg, who um, sought me out Hello. at the Between the Worlds conference. Hello. He's absolutely adorable. He said I, he loves the show, and he's got a book coming out. Um, what did I say that book was? Hang on. Uh, I can't remember the name. Now make sure you also say what he said about me. Um, oh, that you're adorable. Oh, thank you. I like that. I'm um, adorable. He is looking forward to being able to meet you someday mm. soon. 2015, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> the next Between the Worlds. Whatever. So he, uh, yep, he, um, I was really excited to see he got um, on his website because he has a picture of me up there, which looks like my, my. it doesn't look like I have a candle for that. It looks like I am the candle for that. Um because my hair, so I had my hair all bouffanted up, and it looks like my hair is on fire. It's really kind of cool. Yeah. So I was, I was looking at that picture, and then I clicked on the next button by accident, and it looks like he has a book coming out called um, The Deep Heart of Witchcraft, Expanding the Core of Magical Practice, and um, I might be giving something away. I don't know, but it's on his Facebook page, and I was really excited to see that. He just seems like a, like a great guy and... Um, and I was I was loving talking to him. And then I also met um, Jason Miller while I was at Between the Worlds. And Love him. Yeah, I really like him as a human being, and I love him as an author. Yeah, so, he's got a really good book on protection magic that's just really amazing. I so. got my hands on. It's, it's been in my wish list for a while on Amazon. I'm like, wait a minute, I own a store. Why am I not ordering this for my store? So then he was there, and he had some books I bought some. And um, it is really Protection and Reversal Magic by Jason Miller. It's a great book. It's a really, really good book. I love it. Love it. Um, we have to take a break. Already? It's okay. already break time. Can you believe that? Oh, phew. Okay. Make sure that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. Um, if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, whether it is career, work, money, romance, um, you need a little bit of protection, you need to do a little bit of self-improvement, we definitely have a candle for that. So cruise on over to Coventry Creations, and Jackie and I will be right back in a flash, and we will be discussing the tragedy in Connecticut. Don't touch that child.
Welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani, and it's 4.32 in the afternoon here on the East Coast. I'm here, of course, with the wonderfully gifted, talented, and um, globetrotting uh, Jackie <laughs> Did you forget my name? No, I remembered your name, but and, uh, I forgot my third adjective, so I just picked up <laughs> the first thing that came into my mind, globe-trotting Jackie Smith, uh, who, of course, has just returned from the Beyond the Worlds um, rainbow. Between the world? Between the yeah. Worlds, uh, I don't care. Um, uh, between the Worlds rainbow tour, um, and uh, basically she's back, and you got to miss out, Jackie, on all of the action that occurred, of course, on Friday morning mm-hmm. um, because you were in Delaware. And basically what happened is a um, young adult named Adam Lanza um, killed his mother and uh, then got into her car with her weapons and drove to a school where he then killed um, several children um, and several adults as well. Um, uh, it is a, a tragedy. Um, it is something that I think we all need to look at and we all need to consider. I think we're um, sharing it in some ways. And I think that on the spiritual level, um, we need to look outside of the particular box that seems to be um, uh created again in regards to the strategy and the discussions that seem to come up are always the same too. Gun control and mental health. Now, I do believe strongly that in this country we do need mental health reform. Um, I know suffering from um, a mental illness called hypomania, um, how difficult it can be. But I also know that being a survivor of sexual abuse, um, the particular stigma that goes on the individuals that suffer from violent cruelties that have been perpetrated against them, uh, and then they themselves um, are continually victimized by a world that does not seem to understand it. And I know one of the, and Jackie, you and I have talked about this several times. Um, how difficult it is to be a victim of sexual abuse, identify with being gay, and then people, the way that society then begins to perceive you. Um, And part of my way of dealing and handling hypomania was, um, and the sexual abuse, was to attempt to make myself perfect in every single way. Um, to become the perfect person, the perfect image, the perfect uh, friend, the perfect everything. Um, And uh, I know how difficult uh, this is. And it appears that this Adam Lanza um, had been suffering from an illness called Asperger's um, disease, which is part of the – it's a functioning um, uh, disorder on um, the autism spectrum. Right. Um, but I think that one of the things in regards to mental health reform is I think that people need to make to wake up to the reality that hurting people hurt people, and in order to break the cycle of hurting people, we need the particular resources to be able to help people. Um, and number two, 
I think that there needs to be less of a particular stigma that is put on um, individuals that suffer um, from chemical and biological disorders, which, if you look at the research, Jackie, much of it has to do with um, circumstances that are beyond their control, but it has a lot mm-hmm. to do with what our parents started eating in the 50s and the 60s um, with preservatives and chemicals and all these other things, which ultimately created a chemical imbalance and a government and a medical um, field that is controlled by insurance companies that believe that the way to solve any problem is to hand them a pill and do not make the therapeutic options available to them. So I do think that we need um, mental health reform. I don't necessarily think on the spiritual level, though, that is really worth looking at the NRA or worth jumping into the debate about mental health. Um, I think that on the spiritual level, what we have to look at is our own inner darkness. And that as a culture and as a society, we have a tendency to project that inner shadow, the parts of ourselves that we do not want to own and we do not want to claim, some of which are very natural human experiences, such as anger, regret, loneliness, um, awkwardness. Um, And we attempt to project that out into the world on individuals that in some place, that in some way become a collective spokesperson for us. Um, And, you know, some of these people um, go on to do beautiful and wonderful things. And there's some people that go on and do very violent things. But I think that we as a culture really need to look at um, the insides of us. And I'm going to throw this to you in just a second, Jackie. But um, here in America, we have an interesting couple of things that happen. Number one, these types of violent incidents seem to be an American epidemic. They do happen in other countries, but rarely. Um, And we're not even in the most populated countries. We're a rather small populated country for being as large as we are. Um, The other thing is, is that in the United States' horoscope, we have a planet Mercury, which has to do with how we understand life and how we um, express ourselves in our ability to communicate and our ability to understand and rationalize things. And that Mercury is in opposition to the planet Pluto, um, which has a very paranoid, very um, uh, dark feeling about it. And even this mother, I learned a new term today, Jackie, which was called um, a preparer, which is an individual that is preparing for complete government takeover, um, end-of-the-world scenarios, crises. And in many ways, I think that what this whole situation is, which a lot of people, especially in the New Age community, don't want to talk about, is the 2020 or the 1221 um, stuff and the fact that we're constantly, it seems to be, in the state of millennial fear. Um, and I think that these are things that we definitely need to change, and the only way that we're going to change it is that if we acknowledge and look at our own darkness. Go ahead, Jackie. Well, that's an interesting um, whole thing to follow. Well, okay. One thing that I've 
um, that I was looking at and, and um, with a little bit that I've read and what I've listened to other people about is usually people who have that, who, who are preparers, as, as the, the new term that we both discovered, yeah. um, they have mental illness issues anyway. There's, yeah. I think we, we've, been, we've been building up to this place of paranoia that somebody might take our jelly beans. Somebody might take what we feel is ours and that we, have, we are entitled to, and the minute they think, we think they want something that we have, we call that entitlement and it's a dirty word. Okay? Yeah. So that when you have someone who's already unstable, and you add into their reality that we better prepare for the world to be taken, to, for the government to take us over. And, and and so we're feeding into a fear and a paranoia over and over and over again with the um, the Tea Party and the birthers and all this bullshit out there. I'm just going to, because this blog talk, I can swear a little bit. Um, and, and what I can, I can just imagine um, the thing about Asperger's on the on that spectrum scale, Asperger's is not necessarily a violent um, thing. Now they can lose their tempers. They they have um, Asperger's have a difficult time handling emotion, and there's a huge spectrum to um, very high functioning adults with Asperger's who they just they just like things quiet and they kind of like to cave in and not cave in, but be in a cave in a quiet time and they like things just so, right? Yeah. And then there's and there's the the aspect of Asperger's that has a hard time dealing with too much stimulation. So I'm I'm not an expert in the least. I just have known enough people who between autism and Asperger's it's it's a it's a big challenge. So uh, and the parents of them, et cetera. So I think what we what we're doing is we are actually promoting a paranoia. And I think that there's some some front front people who are promoting that paranoia so they can make money off of it. Uh, really, that's really what it is. Let's, yeah. let's face it, we're, we're a, a country driven on capitalism, so we buy, we drink that Kool-Aid. We absolutely drink that Kool-Aid. Now, this tragedy, and, and it is a tragedy, and it is um, a wake-up call. It is absolutely a wake-up call that says, what the hell are we doing? What the hell are we doing that um, that we are going to spend our resources on arming ourselves? What the hell? What's going on that that we have to spend um, that that this family had so many guns in their house? This woman had so many guns in their house, and why wasn't it um, why wasn't more precautions taken on unlocking them up, et cetera? I don't know what the situation was. But I do know that um, I, I know plenty of gun owners, and they have um, some friends of mine who are gun owners. They have a combination, on, and they're the, there's only two people that know it ever, ever. No one else knows that. Their kids don't know. Nobody else knows the combination on that. No, um, that on their gun safe. So my question is, what is it going to take for us? to start taking care of each other rather than try and feed off each other. What's it going to take? Uh, I, well, the first thing that I think it's going to take is us getting out of denial that there's a problem. When this happens, and in the past week, Jackie, that there has been three shootings, three. Mm-hmm. There was one in Oregon. There was one in um, the, the, uh, the Plains State somewhere, and this one in Connecticut. 
Now, I'm going to push your buttons a little bit more. There are kids shot in Detroit every day. Yes. There are there, there were shootings in Detroit. There were 10 people who were shot in Detroit just this past weekend. Just this past weekend. So, um, but it's if if it's just you know poor people preying on poor people, then, then okay, we 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 expect that. We expect that. But when, but when I when I watch mothers, inner city moms who don't have the resources, they don't have the education or the resources, watch their children be denied mental health mm-hmm. um, support from a public school. The public school is just going to expel them because they don't know what to do with this kid rather than, um, and this is this is actually a story that that someone I care about is going through and, and she is completely appalled at um, how she her, her her and her child are considered disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this kid has is grieving. This child is grieving because he just lost his sibling. His sibling, and um, uh, there's no support. There's no help because they're in inner city. There's no money for that. There's no funding for that. So. There's this attitude that it's okay for people who are less than or people who are broken to prey upon each other. Yes, exactly. And 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 this is goes right into that poverty thinking. It goes right into that place where um where until you have really interacted long term with with people who live inner city and people who live suburbs. I mean, really long term. This is like uh, people that work for me, um, people that family members, uh, friends, dear friends. People choose to, to live in the city and be part of this renewal. People who grow up in the city, um, there's such a sickness, tangible physical sickness. In the city, kids who grow up in the city or are born in the city, especially lower income, um, are, what was the statistic, 30 times more likely to develop lifelong asthma. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to other issues. 30 times more likely. So so because of all the pollution, because we're not caring for them, these kids who um, have learning disabilities, and once you actually feed them, are fine. Once they don't have to worry about the the walk home and whether they're going to actually make it home, are brilliant. So when do we start taking care of each other? And it's so easy for us to sit here and proselytize about this and and talk about this and say, when are we going to start taking care of each other? And then as we get off this radio show and, and we pass the homeless guy on the street and we say, forget about it, go get a job, yeah. go to a homeless shelter. So it's so easy for us to get on that soapbox in this moment and say, what are we going to do? But I really feel part of it, part of this paradigm shift that we have to, we have to, as a culture in the United States, we will implode if we do not make a paradigm shift to start willingly take care of each other. Well, and that, and that, to me, that includes, and I guess people are going to hate me for saying this, universal health care. Yes. And people think that I, I have a very simplified, plebeian um, ideal on that, 
you're a plebe? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, because I watch it. I watch it. What if? What if? What if? Uh, this boy was able. This this boy and his mother had were able to get the support they needed, the physical support, the, the medicinal support, the mental health support. What if? We don't know. That's an opportunity lost, and you can't measure that. So yeah, so I'm I'm with you there, and I don't think it's time to sit here and blame mom or blame the kids or blame guns or blame. I I think it's an entire system broken. Sorry, go ahead. I I think that uh, well, I agree with you with you wholeheartedly, and I think that it's time that we don't talk about it, um, and you know, develop, uh, you know, 15 congressional hearings. I think it's time that we do something about it, period. Um, And, uh, you know, doing something about it is going to really mean looking at a lot of things. If we're a country that has the most serial killers, the most violent incidents, the most murders in the world, Mm -hmm. what does that say? It says we're broken and we're not taking care of each other. Um, uh, and, uh... Well, okay, look on the tree of life for a second. Just mm-hmm. just bear with me for one second. On the tree of life, you have way up at the top... Well, actually, you have the two sides. You have the side of restriction and the side of expansion, right? Yes. And, and they have to be balanced. But what we're saying in, in our capitalist society is that, no, 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 don't you dare balance me out. Don't you dare restrict me. Allow me to expand where I choose to expand. Right? Yes. And um, so what happens, What what is uncontrolled expansion? What is uncontrolled growth? It's cancer. Yes. That's what uncontrolled growth is. So, so um, what is and what is uncontrolled restriction? That's this complete suppression. That's um, yeah. that's not good either. So that's why it has to be it has to be balanced. And if you follow the money, as they say, if you want to know what's really going on, follow the money. And if you follow the money, where does it take you? Insurance it takes companies. You, insurance companies, medical companies, corporate. Yeah. Um, I'm a corporation too. I'm a, I'm a wee little one, but me too. Uncontrolled, I'm a corporation. Uncontrolled growth. Do not control me. Do not make me socially respect responsible. And the interesting thing, using that same tree metaphor, is that the planets that are in the middle of the tree, okay, are cat hair which has to, you know, which, that's on the planet, that's a Sephirot, but Neptune, um, which is connected to, to Keter, which is our beliefs, our spiritual connection. The mm-hmm. sun, which is our identity, and the moon, which is our sense of being comfort, our, our comfort, our um, need to uh, feel safe. 
Um, and those are the planets that are in the middle part of the tree. And I think that those are the, the two of those planets, I think, in many ways, um, I think that are very, very disjointed. One is the moon, um, meaning we're told basically how we're to feel. And at times, um, when we're actually you know, telling a somebody with the moon in Pisces not to feel too much, it's not good, immediately that is setting this particular individual up for something because this is a sign that does nothing but feel. Right. Um, or if you tell um, somebody with the moon in Capricorn, I have one, feel too much, that's too dangerous for the moon in Capricorn. Um, uh, and the sun, which is our own individual identities, um, honey, I think that we sacrifice on that alt- on the altar of uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah a long time ago. I think that we're oh. taught from a very young age not to be ourselves. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't need therapists if that was wasn't the case. Yes. So, so we. I mean, I don't feel like we're solving anything here, but I think we're challenging. What I love about our show and I love about what we do is, is we challenge. First of all, we challenge each other. We challenge each other to think about um, what it is we want to promote in this world. Yes. And we challenge um, our listeners to think about their contribution to this world. Um, what What's the legacy we want to leave? What's the legacy we want to leave? I mean, you know, we we have, um, I think it's fascinating that both of us started exploring some some stuff at the same time concerning food. Which and is what? Concerning food. Oh, yeah. About how... how um, Government changed our food in the 60s. It totally changed our food. That's where corn syrup came from. That's where we're going to find easier, cheaper ways to grow our food. And I mean, so nobody goes hungry. So that's kind of a noble cause. I, I get it. But um, how some of a lot of this stuff goes right back to that. Yeah. Right back to it. Um, because what are we putting in our body? What are we consuming? Yes, and it came from a particular generation that gave birth to a bazillion kids. It was like puppies. You go into the closet and lay ten. Um, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, they didn't seem to have any, you, you know, a big, huge, gigantic families were the um, the way of the, of the day, basically. Um, and, you know, as a result of it, it has kind of poisoned in many ways our food uh, food supply. We have to take another break. Well, that's fast. That's all that we have to say about Connecticut. You know, so just look at your own spiritual lives and ask yourselves what you're doing for other people and look at your own dark side, and that may move you from point A to point B. Now, Jackie, I have a question for you. What do you think the number one song of 2012 is? Poitier. Yes. Very good. And we're going to play it now. (laughs) (laughs) Do not touch that dial. Jackie and I will be back in a flash.
um, uh, we throw it over to Jackie and the seven steps of moving from poverty to prosperity. Um, number one, um, we record our podcast radio show um, at 4 p.m. every Tuesday. It does get released to uh, the podcast hubs and the iTunes around um, 6 p.m. East Coast time, so you can begin to download it around 6 p.m. our time. Um, the second thing that I want to remind everybody is that this show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com, and it is by your purchases at Coventry that we're able to keep the show on the air. And we thank you for your patronage. And the other thing that I want to thank is thanks to you all, Jackie and I have reached 230,000 230, listens to our show. Um, and Jackie and I are very, very grateful to each and every one of you. That's an amazing number. I'm so I'm humbled. That's 230,000. Our goal for this year was only a quarter of a million. And Jackie and I will probably reach that in the middle of January. Um, uh, but we want to thank each and every one of you that are listening. We, I really don't know why people want to listen to us. but um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do like to talk. And uh, we uh, will be off for two weeks because, of course, the next shows fall on Christmas and New Year's Day. So Jackie and I will be back on, let me get my little calendar here, on January the 8th of 2013. So um, we will have our first show of 2013 on January the 8th, and we look forward to uh, seeing each and every one of you um, uh, at that point. And it is kind of a little bit uh, uh, overwhelming when you look at that particular um, number. And yeah. um and the strange thing is, is that I'm getting emails all the time about the show. So, um, you know, how much people enjoy it and how much people like it. And we thank, again, thank each and every one of you for listening. And, Storm, thank you for, um, for you know, just, just this journey that, we've, that we're on. Um, boy, I look forward to every Tuesday at 4. Um, as we prep for the show, as we get to... Um, spend time together as we get to um, share this stuff. It's just, it's such a blessing to my life, and I think I think we both feel that way, and, and so then it definitely comes through in in, um, in our words on the show, and, and we just want to share that with everybody. And I want to thank you, Jackie, for taking a risk on a crazy hypomaniac from New York. <laughs> That's uh, a desire to change. That's it. That's my whole life, a desire to change. Yeah, there we go. So, and you know what? Going to our, our um, are we ready? Yeah. Because it's a beautiful segue. Beautiful, I tell you. Beautiful. Um, step seven in our in our um, getting rid of your inner screws, which is turning poverty into prosperity, is step seven is, is um, actualizing your magic which is about taking action. When you actualize something, you, you become it. You, um, you take action in, in your life. And when I was on the panel on Saturday about um, operative magic, and who I was on a panel with some hardcore folks, let me tell you, um, Christopher Pendick, Jason Miller, um, 
uh, uh, oh, i got to look at the list because I just lost it in my head. Um, it was it was fascinating how all these folks from all these different traditions, and, and some are, uh, you know, Gardnerian traditions, um, Golden Dawn traditions, Buddhists. Um, um, who else was on this panel? Uh, um, Dolores Ashcroft Nowicki, uh, John Michael Greer. Um, this was uh, this was amazing. Um, everyone said the same thing: is that your magic has to take root in your life through your actions. I know Dolores Ashcroft; she was awesome. She said um, she did a spell on how to manifest the ten pound note. And um, the what? A ten pound note. She's from she's from Great Britain. So. So ten bucks. She did a she did a workshop on how to how to manifest ten dollars, and she said, "Well, you could work for it. <laughs> you could ask someone to pay you back. You could borrow the money from someone. You could find it on the street. So that's how you manifest a ten pound note. There is something in there that you actually have to actualize and do. Yeah. So so that's step seven." Do it. And it's, it's a lot, so many people forget that they have to get up off their couch and exercise for their weight loss spell to, to take an effect or get out of their house to meet somebody for their love spell. So it's because we forgot to to bring that into our life. Now, a lot of times we look at it in a very esoteric way, which, which is um, being open to it and then acting as if. That's not acting as if that a lot of New Age people talk about. If you want to be rich, act as if. That doesn't mean spend a bunch of money because guess what rich people don't do? Yeah. Rich people don't don't spend indiscriminately. Um, so um, when someone is in love and someone is in a loving relationship, they are loving to other people. So that's that act as if. That's that start start manifesting it by, by working your spell, whatever it is. And so in this... Um, in this poverty consciousness to prosperity consciousness, part of step seven is um, doing the things that it takes to be strong in your magic today. Um, and, and you have to balance the male and female energies within you. So you have to, this is a, this is a tightrope balance because let's say if you're, you're moving from that poverty consciousness to the prosperity consciousness, you're still maybe less have less money than you want. Yeah. So it's this balance. And so I, I see it as that both sides on the tree of life, the male, the female and the male, the restrictive and the expansive. Um, one of the things that, that you and I talked about that I've used a lot is the, um, is nothing is all that it seems. You have to be a little bit, restri- you have to be a little bit restricted in it. That goes for for instance, uh, weight loss, something that you and I have talked about a lot. I, I've talked about a lot, so to speak, so that um, you don't want to be all diet all the time, but you don't want to be all sweets all the time. There's a little bit of restrictive in, in both directions, finding that balance and walking that tightrope of that of that balance, of joining the male and the female energies within you. And, and you know what's so amazing about this process, Storm? What's that? Is that, is that I really really, really went through it with everybody. Yeah. 
if you went through this with me, I haven't heard from you. Let me know how it's going. But I really went through this on the air. I really, every week, every week my life took a different turn that that was reflected in that step. And, and I just got back from this um, this conference. And, and that was me going out and actualizing my magic. I um, arranged it so I could go and do this. I pulled products from different areas of my life, a little bit from the store, a little bit from Coventry. I um, stayed up. I, we started driving midnight on Wednesday so we could get there for Thursday to set up. We, um, you know, we were there the entire time. I sold. I talked to people. I was flirting. I was doing all that stuff. I taught classes. That was actualizing my magic. And and in the middle of all of that, I was faced with with so many moments of gratitude, I continued to embrace them. And that's where the magic was. That is absolutely where the magic was. And I kept saying, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to be a part of this. I'm so honored to, to have been included, um, to be considered worthy enough to be part of these, these great minds, these great magical minds that, that are here. And then to be called a professional magician. How about that? Oh, <laughs> right, and all these people, all these folks on this panel looked at me, saying, "Jackie, you have been the pro- the professional magician the longest out of all of us with the most success. How about that?" These authors, these these um, changers, um, game changers in the magical world, are look are looking at me as as the biggest game changer of them all. How about that? I think it's amazing. And, you know, one of the things that I think that you're one of the trailblazers of is really teaching how to um, use magic in a practical, effective way rather than what I call the bewitched way. (laughs) The bewitch is you twitch your nose and you hope something happens. And, unfortunately, it's usually Aunt Clara. Um, but, uh, you, you know, transformational magic um, really has to do with alchemically changing the insides of somebody's soul in order to affect a change in the physical world. You know what's so amazing about all of this is four weeks ago, I was in a completely different space than I am today. Much different space than I am today. And I really worked this whole process um all the way through my life. And um, I brought all of my fears into the light of my gratitude. And that's the point of the male and the female candles, is you're bringing the two lights together. Um, I, I really had a fear of not being in control, um, of, of not being the biggest contributor here at Coventry, not being the smartest one, not being the one that's turned to, and that's one of my big fears that I uncovered during this whole process because you're really going through all seven steps as, as you march through all seven, seven of them. It's like in in, um, in in the tree of life, as you go through each sephira, sephira yeah. um, you experience all sephiras in the, the one sephira. You, yeah. you experience all levels of the tree of life in each level. So the same thing with these seven steps, you're experiencing all of them Within each um, within each each uh, part, and and I just had an epiphany. I'll go back through in a second. 
but one of the biggest fears I had to face was this this helicopter. Um, what if what if I'm just a big old fraud and I'm really not the smartest one in the room, right? This is a big fear that I've been working with these past four weeks over and over and over again. And so I kept turning it into gratitude of having a dedicated, loyal, growing, um, uh, growing in wisdom staff. Yes. When I focused my gratitude on that, wow, I was able to let go. And and just again, just this morning we had we had another amazing meeting where where um, what was brought to the table was the brilliance we needed to become profitable, become a prosperous company. And um, and then and then in in working with that fear, I, I go to um, between the worlds and I'm and where people don't know me. Um, the general public don't know Jackie Smith, but they all know Coventry. Mm-hmm. Um, going, wow, we're so glad you're here. You you've changed my perspective. You changed. You're you're the magician. You're the magician. And and these are people who have. Dolores Ashcroft, who studied with the unfortunate. She, yeah, come on, come on, really? Wow. This is this is big stuff, and I'm so humbled by it. And, and I don't feel worthy of it, not in a self-deprecating way. Yeah. But but in um in a way, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not in a self-deprecating way. So what, how do I want to say this? Because um, I am still a little brain dead right now. Uh, with humility. Um, with humility. With yourself, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, understanding that I am but a cog. Yeah. So, so that's that's the. What, what? How amazing is that? And, and and I didn't plan any of this. And my big epiphany that I just had as I was talking about this storm is that step step seven is um, Malkut. Yeah. <laughs> so this is really going through the tree of life. And I wrote these seven steps way before I studied this. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, uh, well. All of the any time that you work use the word seven or the number seven, um, it's going to connect you to um, Zirantin of the Tree of Life and Malkut. That's why there's seven days of the week, huh. um, which is the process and the manifestation. Yeah. Well, and then there's the top three. Yeah. Um which is the which is the um uh, place of creation is the um the, the Akashic records, the spirit. Yes. So I'm just this is how freaking divine the world is. That here is this here's this kitchen witch who's who's just trying to figure this out as she goes, who who listens to people who put stuff together, who observes and says you know, I notice. I notice everybody goes through this stuff right here, and it and it becomes um, and what it is is me tapping into a piece of the Kabbalah yeah. without ever knowing. Without ever knowing, I mean, storm. I mean, I I had looked at the tree of life before. I understood it, but not in this way. I just knew that the sufferer did this thing and the sufferer did this thing. That's it. But but now, I mean, this this depth of it, and I'm like just having that epiphany right at this moment. God, I love this show. <laughs> uh, well, it is uh, definitely, you know, a transformative, uh, you know, process, basically, that uh, you go through um, uh, when you're working with uh, Kabbalah. Um, and it is a lot different than most people understand it today. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because what it really what it's really about is taking responsibility for yourself, and I think that part of moving from um, poverty to prosperity is taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah, agreed. Because until you do that, until you say, I, um, I've made these choices to get here, you will never be able to say, and I can make these choices to get out. Mm-hmm. It's well, amazing stuff. It is amazing stuff. It is amazing stuff. And, and then from there, from there, is where in the middle of all this crisis, in the middle of all these disasters, and we're hearing about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because we're in the middle of that crisis building. You change the world from your center on out. You become the change. Gandhi says you become the change you wish to see in the world. But as from what I've learned and what we've talked about, is every tree of life is connected to the greater tree of life. Yes. Correct. Correct. It's all one. We're all in, we're all hanging on the same tree. We're all just a bunch of apples. So it can start with you. It can start with you in the way you treat the people around you, the, the what you what you advocate for, the way you talk when you're in the middle of of people talking just talking trash about something, talking from a place of paranoia, talking from a place yeah. of of of. Um, you better grab what's yours in the world, hang on to it, and, and guard it with your gun. That maybe maybe we can stop and say, is that the best way? Is there a better way? Is that our fear talking? Are we talking only from our pain, and can we talk from the divine? Well, I think that I think that the largest way to change the world is just to change yourself, and that that will um, uh, help to facilitate people seeing change by example. Um, And I think that that is the important factor, and that's basically how you begin to actualize um, uh, what it is that you want. Yep. Not only what you want, but it's how you actualize your reality and your world. Yeah. If you decide you want your reality to be filled with drama, then you will seek people out to fulfill that role. We manifest our beliefs. What we believe we will always strive to create, to prove, and to validate. Yes. Absolutely. I agree. So what are your plans for the holiday? Um, my plans for the holiday are to work, but it's not it's a different kind of work. This is a working on my business. This is a working on my life. This is um, getting through some of the stuff I want to read and prep for for next year um, to be prepared to be a better leader. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about having some of that quiet time to do that. And um, Patty and I have a week-long date here at the factory to to, um, explore and work on some stuff. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. It's kind of exciting. I know people are like, oh, you're always working. When it's your passion, it's easy. Yeah, for me, it's not work. Yeah. So what are your holidays? And I'm sure there's going to be some family dinner somewhere in there. I might might do some cooking on Christmas. So what about you? Um, I'm going to hang out with my uncle and uh, uncles. Let me put that in plural. Um, (laughs) 
and uh, chill. Good. Which probably means I'll only work a 40-hour week, not an 80. (laughs) And hopefully this, we're going to get a little time to chat and hang out on the phone and whatnot, because we haven't been able to do that in a long time. Yeah, so we'll be planning 2013 um, here for Keep It Magic. What do you think is going to happen Friday? Are we going to poof? No. I'm going to have I have a couple parties to go to. So if we're going to poof, can we wait till after like 2 a.m.? Because um, I've got some people to hang with. There's a um, question in the chat room that's pretty interesting. Do you have a Yule ritual? I do. I have a Yule ritual, and it's called Celebration. I do not hold any of my joy or any of my um, connection to that time of year back. I don't hold it back till one day or one moment. Um, I find it is actually uh, something that you and I talked about, Storm. It's, it's actually not one day. It's a it's a, like a forty five day span. Yeah. Um, uh, when we're shifting from one energy to the other, and and I um, bring that into what I do and, and who I am and. Um, I'm not a big ritual girl. Uh, I really, I tried it. I tried being very ritual oriented, but I find that when it's really important things like Yule, um, the best thing I can do is celebrate it with the people I really enjoy. And that's what I get to do on Friday. We're having a staff party in, during the day. A friend of mine's having a, like a kid's Yule celebration um, in the afternoon, and then a friend of mine's having a, uh, a, a wine-like celebration. <laughs> Wine and women celebration um, later on that evening. And, uh, I'm wine just, and women? Yes. A bunch of us Is girls are getting together and we're drinking. I-N-G-E or W-H-I-G-N-E? Well, it's going to be boozy. That's all we okay. know. And if it's there might be a little wine, there might be a little wine then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, it's it's a great – it's my Tuesday morning gals. So, oh, so that's fun. Uh, the Motor City Magnolias. The Motor City Magnolias. Yep. Um, now I am. I'm not. So, so yeah. I'm not. I'm not necessarily uh, Wiccan uh, or or any of that. I'm. I'm more of a pagan. I'm more eclectic in what I do, and I love celebrating the whole thing. Like for um, Samhain or Halloween, it was a matter of spending a multitude of days working with my ancestors and communicating with them. I don't save it up for one specific day. And and um, because I find that I want my whole life to be a ritual rather than... Because I, I grew up being a Sunday Catholic. And um, and well, I always wondered why we saved it for that day. Yeah. So um, so I, li- I decided in my life I don't have to save it for that day. I mean, even my daughter and I talk about um, Yule, the National Present Day, Christmas, all that stuff is... Um, we we give to each other all year all year long, and so maybe there's something a little bit extra special. But it, we don't. It doesn't have to be a blowout. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I already did my ritual, so. Did you? So. Hanukkah. What did you? Do? Hanukkah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's your that's your shindig. Yeah. What am I thinking? I did all my little candle lightings and did my thirty minute of Zohar studying every day. Uh-huh. And that's what I did. Did I tell you that I had a gal come in the store who listens to our show? Yes. And she had been flirting with the idea of converting to Judaism. 
she had been continuously inspired by the Kabbalah. She had heard of the Zohar. And from our show, she got the courage to make the final step. And so she is she's in heaven. She, well, not literally, but she's very happy. Um, she's staying in the Zohar, and, and she came in to tell me, how about that? How humbling is that? That is humbling. From from you making it okay and safe and and reasonable and and inspirational. Well, it's really just about applying the principles in a practical sort of way so that people can understand them. I think that sometimes we get too complex with our um, languages, but um, not Jackie and I, but I think in general religion and spiritual systems become too complex with their languaging. And I think it's all really about making it practical. We're done, Jackie. We're done. You know what? Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy magical holidays. Happy National Present Day. <laughs> Hag Shameach. Um, <laughs> you can join us each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m. for Keep It Magic. Uh, like I said, the show will be up um, uh, at the podcast hubs and iTunes in about a half an hour. And in the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do? Have a magical, amazing holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah's already over, whatever it is that you do, Yule, Solstice, and keep it magic, whatever you do. And everybody, speak life. We'll see you next year. feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between yo it's crazy amazing we can turn our hearts through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable broken live or die so speak
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.